Hello everyone, welcome to Chat Shit, Get Fit, The Myths. This is a show where we chat common myths in the health and fitness industry, giving our view on them and bring you that study-backed data as well. This week is the first part in a two-parter, all about age. First, we tackle the older population. You know, we've heard it all, I'm just getting old. So how much truth is there behind that? We've got an abundance of studies to get into, but we also strip it back to individuals and changes in life and bring back Tom's favourite buzzword, socioeconomics. The information we deliver in this episode is probably some of our most important to date, so we really hope you can take some of it in and turn it into action. So, let's get into it. Too much studies. I hate it when you two go off on a fucking geek hunt. I, was I've stopped, I press record, you know that, don't you? Oh, all right, shit. <laughs> <laughs> On study 17.4A7. <laughs> With the glasses. Anyway. Hmm. Well, <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> well, actually, that can't happen because that's not how it really works. <laughs> well, this is not how the episode's supposed to start. <laughs> right, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry, so get back to the before, be- before we start officially, I just want to say I did look at the email, Bill, and even I was thinking, fucking hell, look at all these PubMed IDs. <laughs> way <laughs> yeah. too much. Right. Sorry, yeah, when you're ready, Bill. I'm not going to edit this. I'm just going to keep it going. Right. <laughs> right. Three, two, one. Hello, boys. Welcome back. Good evening. Good evening. How are we doing, guys? Doing all right, yeah. Yeah, doing okay. Um... You know, I had to, I literally just finished my shift about 20 minutes ago, so I had to run all the way here, and I'm, you know, I'm really feeling the age, you know. Feeling a bit old, are you? Mm-hmm. I'm feeling way what, too old. What about you, Andy? Shit, mate? mate, I'm 33, I'm old as fuck. I feel like I'm just reaching my peak, guys, I really do. I'm 32, so not quite 25. as bad as Andy. 25. 25. Yeah. You're not even at Baby. your peak yet, mate. I'm at yeah. my peak. You're at your peak, are you? Yeah, I'm at my peak. I'm at my, I'm at, I'm at my peak of crankiness. The study suggests, mate, you're going downhill now, mate. You're on a downhill slope to... Yeah. Between 30 and 50 and you're fucked, isn't you? Yeah. 30, 30, 50, 30, 60. Slowly transitioning from knockos to Werther's Originals. Yeah. But, yeah. He's losing his teeth, Tom. uh, (laughs) Bill, you've got about five years left before you just got to knock the train on the head, mate. Yeah, basically. I've got to stop training, have I? Yeah, you you hit 30 and that's it. Stop training. Well, if you can't... if you, uh, I saw one article saying... Am I too old to start training? He was seven, 27 years old. He couldn't do seven press-ups. And he thought that was it. So you've got, two, well, really? you've got two years, Bill. If you could do seven push-ups. If you can't do them seven push-ups, Fuck. you're gone. That's it, mate. You're done. I've plateaued on five. <laughs> Craig Primal's not working. <laughs> 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 Fuck. Right. Oh, fucking hell. Let's get into the episode. Let's get straight into it. It's quite a, quite a big one. So as you can probably guess from what we've been talking about, we're talking about the, the myth of... I'm getting old, you know, the, the, the excuse you hear all the time from people who are older than you, they say, oh, I'm getting old, I'm feeling stiff, and, you know, it is a bit of a myth, but it's not, because there is a lot of truth behind it, as we're going to get into, but it's kind of exaggerated, so, I mean, look, if we look at sports, for an example, there's reasons why there's a master's category, you know, every sport has a master's category, and there's a reason for that, they're not just done it because, just for the sake of it, to make old people feel special, there is a, a performance reason, uh, but however, when we talk to just general population, 
Um, a lot of these sort of claims that can be greatly exaggerated. So people just think, oh, I'm getting old. I can't do PT anymore. I can't do any exercise anymore because I'm getting old. And that's simply not true. So what we do, we've broken it down into loads of different categories and we're just going to go through them talking about how different sort of activities and sports uh, are affected by age. We'll start with strength and power. So I literally straight in with something I saw straight off the bat was strength and mass decline with age starting at 30, but good training and nutrition can mitigate this. Yeah. Is that similar to what you guys found on that? Yeah, that's it. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> keyword, key strength and... So, is it strength and power? Um, um, well, the quote I just read was mass, strength and mass. That, that's what I said, strength so, like, and mass. Muscle size. That's exactly what yeah. I just said. But yeah, I mean... Said, Tom, yeah. When, when, hypertrophy. Yeah, hypertrophy. Hypertrophy. Hypertrophy? <laughs> yeah, the Americans say it, don't they? No matter how you say it, no matter how you say it, it's going to sound wrong, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It is, isn't it? So, I've heard so many different ways of saying it. How do you say it, Tom? I, I say, say hypertrophy. But I've said... Some people say hypertrophy. 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 That's it. Bingo. We nailed it. it was, we nailed it. Right. See you next it, week, guys. But even then, I've heard people say <laughs> hypotrophy. Yeah, that's another one I've heard. It's normally by the big dude, so you never say that's wrong. Um, yeah, you don't because he's massive. So <laughs> yeah, you're just like, all right. Yeah, I agree with you, Dave. It's definitely hypotrophy. <laughs> <laughs> you're please right. Don't, you're... Please don't deadlift me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, this is like a common one, ain't it? Where it's it's kind of like you know. Oh, what is the point of training when you're no longer young? Well, first of all, what are we classifying as young? Because I, here's the thing, like, I work at, there we go, first one off the back, guys, here's the Boom. thing. Boom, sip, sip, sip. Like, when I'm back working... And he's drinking full-fat coke, you anarchist. Mm. Yeah, he's just let himself go, 33, <laughs> and he's like... I'm 33, I'm yeah, fucking too old. <laughs> too old. He's embracing it. <laughs> I, need the sh- I need the sugar. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those things where... Where, where I'm working a commercial gym now, I talk to all kinds of people. And like we've got everyone from like powerlifters to crossfitters to youngsters, teenagers. Pretty sure we've got some underage people in the gym. And, of course, we've got the elderly as well. And there's one lady, I'm, I'm not going to mention her name because, you know, she might end up listening to the podcast one day, bless her, in between her Werther's Originals, you know, fitting it in between Heartbeat and Coronation Street. <laughs> but, like... Um, I was just chatting with her the other day and I was like, oh, fucking hell, I'm feeling so old. I'm thir-. And she was like, how old are you? And I was like, 32. She's like, you're still a fucking baby. So it's subjective, ain't it? So what are we classing oh, as like, is, yeah. like young here? Like when is when is it too old to stop training? Well, there, I don't think there is. It. I don't think there is. I mean, yeah, I Let agree. me bring out some, some, more, uh, some more data that Andy was rudely slating at the start of the podcast sorry go on basically another thing i found all these studies by the way before we get into them they'll all be put in the show notes we're not going to say every single link to them others will be here all day and but... i'll just let you know i've actually found some this week as well so yeah andy andy's all over it you're a dark horse mate dark horse but am, basically mate. what i found was they got some basically got people like younger and older people do some resistance training what they found was older population can achieve similar percentages of strength gains when participating in a resistance program however more sets uh, slash reps were needed per week to, to maintain. So as you get older, you need to do a bit more just to maintain the muscle. So that's yeah. where people normally fall flat on. As they get older, they keep doing the same things and they wonder, why am I getting smaller? Why am I losing strength? It's because you need to do more to maintain it. I think it, I think it comes down to the fact that because when you're younger, you, you, can, you can really sort of emphasize the, 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 the power output at the end, you know? So we know that we're, we're a progressive overload. We're going to... We're going to go full send to a point where we're almost going to poop a spine. 
Um, <laughs> the older you get, it's a bit more because I don't know. Maybe it's a mental thing. It's like oh, I've, I'm a little bit more fragile, or I hurt oh, definitely, more. Definitely, yeah. And and these sort of this mental effect happens where well, society tells us, doesn't it? As we get older and more fragile, so we automatically think, oh, I shouldn't be lifting that. Maybe shouldn't I shouldn't be, be doing that. this many reps. I should be doing. They think I should be doing less when in yeah. fact they should be doing more. More, yeah. Maybe not a heavier weight. Yeah, but just more. But even and even saying that, even something. a heavier weight, you you'd want to look at. You know what I mean? There's fucking powerlifters. You see granddads like doing on the internet like sets of fucking three and fours at like 200 kilos. You're like, okay, yeah. fair one. You know what I mean? Like 67 year olds, and you're like, touche, touche. But like that's actually a good example of an, uh, a nocebo right there, and that is where you know people believe, well, I'm getting too old to lift, so I shouldn't be lifting, which then ironically makes them more vulnerable to things like injury. Like one of the most common injuries in the elderly is well having a fall, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, which means that if you're not really kind of doing any kind of resistance training, you know, you're less resilient. You haven't got that. Oh, what's that fucking word that? basically where you have that coordination and that balance and you can have those quick reactions to be able to actually catch yourself as you do a fall, you know, get your arm in, etc. Do the old Ability, stop, drop and roll. Is that what you're trying to think? Yeah, like before you fall, you do like a quick backflip. I won't go that yeah. far if I was 80. But it... I know, are, we talk, are, we, are we talking about cats now? <laughs> are we just skipped to cats? Because they, no, be like, they fucking, they have reactions, don't they? Like they fucking. Oh yeah, they're, like, yeah, it, lightning, lightning that, quick reflexes. That's that's my conspiracy for next week. That's cat people. Oh, yeah. Okay, cat people. I'm <laughs> looking forward to that. You know, the thing is, I've seen this some weird little uh, thing. It was like a hypothesis for a science experiment. But you know, cats always land on their feet, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know how we've gone off track, but it is relevant to the discussion. Let's I go promise a bit, you. Go a bit we've started now. Yeah. Right. So cats always land on their feet, right? But you know, like a. Uh, if you butter toast and you drop toast, it always lands on a specific side, doesn't it? Does it does it land butter side down? Yeah, always. Does it butter side? So if you butter a cat's back and then fling it up in the air, what what does it just like keep on spinning in the air? I've heard it doesn't touch the floor. It just doesn't. It just stays just, hovering just and spinning. Touch the floor. <laughs> it just spins in the air. <laughs> You've created yeah. perpetual. Is it perpetual motion? Uh, mo- uh, motion, <laughs> the one that just just goes forever. You know? Yeah, like, that's like a paradox, this mate. It's like, yeah, it's <laughs> like a stuck in a, a time gyro, loop. a gyro buttered cat time loop paradox. Don't e- don't anybody ever try this because the world will end. I, um, it's what is it? It's in the great book of. Do you know the president's secret book? Yes, it's in there. I so don't is. ever do this. Yeah, right next to Neil Armstrong being the Zodiac killer. Right, yeah. Fuck it, move it up, Jesus fucking if you, Christ! If, right, if you came it, on, hurry the, up, hurry up. If you came on this podcast, look of a science-based, uh, uh, you know, fitness advice and knowledge, then you know maybe it's time to move on. <laughs> We've jumped the shark. <laughs> but, oh, um, brilliant! Cheers, man. I tell you what, I'll rewind five minutes back. And Bill, I actually found a yeah, I've pretty much found a similar study here. It was from Kirksick, cool name, two thousand and nine, and similar kind of thing. They actually had like young people and what you could consider middle-aged people doing the same kind of training routine. Uh, it was like an eight-week, uh, you know, it was like a split, a body split, linear, uh, linear periodized resistance training program. Uh, so the young group, it was like 18 to 22-year-olds. The middle age was 35 to 50. So there you go, Andy, we're still young. Uh, 35 to 50-year-olds. And pretty much like the results were, yeah, pretty similar. And that's quite an age difference, isn't it? To support that, Tom, I found another one which does a similar thing. It wasn't the same age brackets, but they basically looked at strength gains from people aged 20 to 30 versus 65 to 75. These are male. Uh, they all showed improvements in 1RMs. They all did the same stuff. However, the younger ones did show uh, their numbers were a bit increased. They all improved, but the younger yeah. ones increased a bit more. But that's because they're doing the exact same. And we said that probably you want to do a bit more maybe as you get older, yeah. perhaps. Right. 
I looked at a 12-week program that was conducted uh, by this company for people over the age of 90, okay? So we're talking fucking big numbers here. And and it showed, on average, that most of them improved in their strength, power, and muscle mass. This reflected in... So maybe not, like, looking at, like, 1RMs or 5RMs, but, like, their actual speed of walking. Do you know stuff they're going to do day-to-day? Yeah. This is what I was, like, really intrigued about. And their their greater capacity of getting in and out of their own chair... Uh, improve their uh, balance and significantly reduce their falls and improvement on their muscle and lower limbs. So like general day-to-day health. So we're like skipping away from the gym a bit, I know, and like going to the no, gym. No, I like it. But the reflection of what they're going to be doing day-to-day uh, of, and that's and that's what we're looking looking at with older people. You, you kind of get in this mentality yeah. that you're old, you're brittle, stay in your fucking chair. And the moment that you, I think you give up, the moment you stop, that's that's when you're gonna you you're pretty much dead in my eyes because yeah. that's when you're just going to fatigue and go down. Well, as, and, as we're going to talk about later on, is that like, it seems to be the number it's th- from thirty onwards. It's a gradual, very slow gradual. Oh yeah, definitely. Think- and it's when people, as people get old from that thirty point, as you said, if they start to give up, they're going to be on a very long and slow path to decay. Yeah, and you think you're training, you're training, and it's and it's good. when you train, it's still a decrease. It's a reduced decrease, but it's still mm-hmm. a decrease. Yeah, you can so it, imagine. So so imagine you not training. How big that decrease thing going to be? So my my golden light is my my wife Paula. Her her great great grandmother. So like yeah, her great great grandmother is she's like something like just turning ninety, I believe. She walks up five to six flight of stairs to get to her house because the flats in Poland, the flat she lives in and she's lived in her pretty much her whole entire life, doesn't have an elevator. So she goes down them every morning and up them to go to work and back. She mo- she doesn't believe in like taxis and stuff like that. She'll walk there. She's as active and and it shows just in like yeah. her well being and her like mentality and stuff like that. And it and it's and it's amazing to see and, and I look at that and I think if if I can get to her age and be as active, like she doesn't allow me to take her bags, it's her responsibility, you know? And she's and she always looks after everybody. She's always walking. Around. And it's, yeah, it's just it's just amazing to see that it, it, if if you wanna be active at that age, you can be. Yeah, course, yeah, that's pretty cool, and it's pretty enlightening as well. I mean, what you just said about the whole, going back a little bit to what you said about the program about the the ninety year olds. See, to me, I know you said that wasn't all very gym based, but to me, that's pretty cool because you know, for a ninety year old, being able to move faster, being able to be more resilient, getting on and off the toilet, getting on and off the chair, etc. Now, to me, that is what is that for ninety year old? That is functional fitness summed up. Well, mate, you've got people in their seventies who can't do that. You know, what I mean, yeah. there's people yeah. young, a lot younger who can't do these basic tasks. The paradigm has always been like, oh, when you get to a certain age, you need to kind of like chill out a little bit and you need to slow down. And it's like, well, if anything, as I said, I know Cebic because you're actually making yourself more vulnerable, more frail. Frail being the key word there, isn't it? Really? Yeah, you're more susceptible to like breaks and yeah, exactly. Because you lose bone density when you stop yeah. exercising. And this is and then this is what resistance resistance training in the impact yeah. that sort of that that sort of the power going through the bone. It makes them denser. So yes, yeah. precisely. If we um take it back to to sports for a second here, so we've we've obviously established that as you get older, obviously the lifestyle changes, doing that resistance training as you get older is great. But if we look at, we take it back a bit younger now, I'll say younger, it's still quite old. But if you say 32, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? No, no, no. So so when we look at sports, for example, you know, the reason they normally have these masters categories, one of the things that we all know, this is not, 
It's not like unknown knowledge is that as you get older, type 2 muscle fibers are affected a lot more than type 1. And type 2, if you're not aware, yeah, yeah. kind of known as your fast twitch fibers. So when you're doing big lifts, like in weightlifting, for example, when you have to be snappy and explosive, these fibers are going to decrease over time. So you're you're limiting your performance. However, on the flip side of this, we, do, we are seeing people who seem to be getting stronger with age. Mm-hmm. And what I think of it as is maybe this is just long-term progressive overload. They're just getting stronger because they've been training for a long fucking time. Or... They're just getting smart of their training. They've got more experience. They've learned how to train better. And you know that's it. Their recovery's better. Their nutrition's better. Their actual training itself's better. And that's how they're getting stronger than when they were younger. Yeah. But obviously, if they knew that when they were younger, yeah. maybe they could have been stronger. Um, but that's... Joe, actually, that's a quite, this is quite an important caveat we should probably make with this discussion. And, then we're, and we're saying that... Now, in regards to training and with age and our results, etc., don't get me wrong... You're you're gonna be at your in your prime for training. Let's say your prime is gonna be when you're probably training in your say your twenties. But we're not saying that you still can't make gains when you're when, when you're like pushing beyond Andy's age. Whoa! I, I, <laughs> I, 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 hell, Tom. I was gonna say I was gonna say thirty two, but I thought, wait, that's my age. <laughs> when I get up out of this chair, when, you're when you know about to, it. When you creak out, listen. See you next year, Randy. <laughs> wait, wait till you. Ah, wait, fallen. <laughs> one more, one more can of coke, and you'll be good to go. <laughs> Being your prime in your twenties, but I still have to say we can't kind of make gains in our el- as we get older. And it's also to say that so if people you, get people getting stronger, aren't they? As they're older, yeah, so. I know that, but who knows? You might have literally only discovered the gym in your thirties or forties. You can still make games. It's not like oh, we're so full. You know, it's pointless now because I'm no longer in my twenties. It's like no, you, you still can like make gains in strength, fitness. But there is a there is a peak though for like we'll take it to elite sports now. For yeah. example, I found some really good data on actual the peak performance. So this study basically looked at powerlifters and weightlifters in the Olympics. So they looked at powerlifting athletes from the World Championships in 2003, 2017, and the weightlifter World Championships and Olympic Games in 98 to 2017. The one I've seen, yeah. Yeah, you've probably seen it. So basically what they found was the peak age was 35 for powerlifters yep, yeah. and 26 for weightlifters. And that seems like quite a... These numbers, obviously, are quite different. But you have to remember, when we talked about the type 2 fibres, weightlifting is very snappy, very explosive. So you're using that, that, them explosive fibres. Is it type 2A? They're the explo- really explosive yeah. ones, aren't they? And then powerlifting, it's not as much because it is just quite a sedated lift in yeah, a way, isn't it? If you think about it, it's not as snappy. It's a controlled slow lift, isn't it, to be honest? It's a yeah. very like so yeah, That, that could potentially down, explain hot. why there's a... there's a. I mean, what's that? That's nearly 10-year difference, isn't it? Well, it's that, sort of dad, it's that dad strength, isn't it? This fucking powerlifters has, isn't they? Yeah. Walking. That's, yeah, that's a myth strength. in itself, isn't it? Fucking, dad strength. Yeah. Yeah. Dad strength. Yeah. Ah, pick it up and walk off. You just get out of your armchair with your handlebar moustache and just go and lift <laughs> like the heaviest weight you can. But yeah, yeah, um, so, yeah. I... I I saw that study and that, that did surprise me because I wasn't expecting that. I thought it would be relatively the same. Oh, both would be in your prime in your 20s. But I was like, powerlifting, you hit your prime in your 30s. On. That was like, mm, that was a big shock to me. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. expecting that. We just move on then to the, the next point. So this this is kind of like a medical thing, which is, you know, it's proven as an, it's an age-related. It's called sarcopenia. So this yeah, is basically an age-related yeah. loss in skeletal muscle. Muscle um, wastage, basically, as you get older. I've got a bold on lads. I'll edit it's better. I've just got a, there's a fucking thing I want to read. It's pretty good. Where is it? I did have it. He's only gone and done on me. Oh no. Fill the gap. Fill the void. Fill the gap. Fill the void. Fill the gap. Fill the void. 
Bear we could just you. get Can a little jingle going up. That's been a new intro. Bill, you're fucking taking ages. Bill, you're taking fucking ages. Right, well, Bill makes up this fucking whole other episode because he's like, going to have to come in on his own. Yeah, you're in your own time now, Lance Corporal Gaylor. Yeah. Right, that's been a dead out. But no, right, so, but I've just spent like the last minute trying to find this and I don't even need to really read it. Basically, the reason I wanted to read it is because it's got that, it's got our favourite buzzword in there. So they basically talk yes, about social peanut. It's quite social Why'd you have to ruin it, Tom? I was going to drop it. You fucking ru- Right, anyway. Hey, just start again. Now. You can edit all this out. Said that. But basically, all all it was saying was this is like a massive issue, sarcopenia, because it re- reduces people's mobility as they get older. It's their their life their life independence, so they can't get off of chairs, off you know, they can't walk up the stairs. And this is this is a, this is something that can happen age related. This is this is shit bus. If you don't if you don't carry on with your training as you get older, then this is something that can happen, and that's why it's a socio economical problem. Yeah. As a uh, Tom jumped straight to. We'll get more into sarcopenia as we go on because it becomes more prevalent later on the in the episode. But we'll move on. Anyone got anything else to say about strength and power and mass? Yeah, I just... Um, people always say, like, they're talking about, oh, is it too late to start? Is it too late to start? So um, I was doing... I listened to other podcasts and I, I heard this one guy from... Oh, I forget where he's from now. I listened to him loads. He's a weightlifter. And he talks about um, your air training age. So, like, I've been training since fucking early 20s really so i'd probably say i've got like a 10 year training age or no i'd even say less than that so i've like do you know when you go down the gym you don't really know what you're doing i wouldn't count that but i'd say sort of 24 25 when i like was in the army and i was training properly so i've probably got like an eight seven eight year training age yeah um and they 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 say and he says that you can you 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 come to a plateau yeah and that's where like periodization comes to move on from that plateau but he talks about like having having like a training age lifespan you know where you can sort you'll hit something and you'll never really go past it because because of like, like your age and yeah kind of your yeah. age has an effect on like your output you know what we talked about you degrade you will get stronger but it's not going to be like olympic level or anything like that so that, that's why they always talk about like if you want to breed a champion you breed it from a pup and stuff you know if you want yeah. to get something and the best results you'll ever see is is getting a, a, a child to become that sort of elite athlete yeah you may get the odd freak of nature but most of the time you're going to get these young guys is the fact that we've all got these training ages training ages but if you're if you're looking to become just healthy or or just generally fit like if you're Doesn't 44 matter. and go right I want to become an Olympian it's that sort of um, expectation well, oh, yeah. management Tra- training yeah. training the word tra- the word language we're using is training training is completely different to exercise training means you're Definitely training not. towards yeah, a goal yeah. like a high level goal I'd say exercise is for health and lifestyle training is training towards as I know because you can you can train for a 5k that you want to do down a park but I would call that you're you're exercising to get like yeah of a, course yeah but I'd, so it's again it's yeah, how we look at things but I'm just saying the that people uh, um there is probably going to be an age bracket if you want to be in your prime basically yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah, that's it yeah yeah. Okay, yeah that's not to say you still can't gain you should if you fitness. if you're not yeah whatever age you are you if you're not doing it do something because you will always make gains every day that you go <coughs> yeah. out every, every single day that you go out and you do something you become better no matter what well, we've already established that you can you can get similar percentage of gains compared to younger people 
as older people if you just put suspend resistance training we've already established that it doesn't matter how much buy it's similar percentages so based on your percentages it'll be you know it's, it's but i mean like let's let's say in regards to for example if we use an example let's go back to our hypotrophy mm-hmm. you know uh hypnotrophy 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 yeah. uh, the hippocratic trophophophy uh hip hippotophy you know when you say something so much it just loses meaning but let's say let's say muscle gain let's say muscle gain for the sake of this argument uh something an argument it's a discussion but yeah i mean um you're probably gonna be able to gain your most potential in your 20s and probably possibly your early 30s but that's not to say that if you were to suddenly decide to become a bodybuilder in your 30s that you still can't gain muscle okay you might have been able to be at your absolute best in your 20s and early 30s but you can still be a latecomer and still actually gain something do you know what I mean? And there is masters categories in most sports, so you could just yeah, there compete. is. If you, want to compete, if you really want to compete, you can compete with other people in your same. It's bracket. like you, if you really want, if you're a youngster and you really want to get into training for, say, bodybuilding, then one of the best things you could do is get into it in your twenties and then maintain it onwards from your thirties, say. Yeah. But that's not to say that you know, if you want to do it as like a hobby anyway, you can still do it at any age. I mean, we've got like there's ripped, shredded like sixty-year-olds out there. <laughs> I think literally like 15 minutes before this podcast, I read something that literally said, if you want to maintain as much muscle as you get older, start younger. The younger you start, the more the more you will maintain it as you get older. Yeah. Basically, yeah, if you want to look, if you want to look, if you want to be bigger when you're older, basically you need to start early. Is what this what I, what I read? It's certainly easier to maintain it than fucking gain it from scratch. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, we'll talk about endurance now. So we kind of already established that type one muscle fibers are affected more than type two, and type one is particularly what you use more in endurance events such as marathons, triathlons, that kind of thing. Um, there are some pretty good stats on this, which do make it pretty clear that you are going to deteriorate. Uh, VO two max uh, basically decreases after thirty. So thirty again, yeah. that big number, and this is about by about ten percent per year. However. You can mitigate this, and it can go down to about five percent per year, depending on your lifestyle, training, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, this all kind of comes down to your ability to utilize oxygen during exercise, and this is because your heart rate, your max heart rate, uh, will go down. This is this yeah. is that this happens naturally. Have you lot seen that the old formula? What is it? Take your age and fucking. Hun- it's one hundred and twenty minus your age, and that'll be your max two hundred twenty. Is it two hundred twenty? Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, two hundred twenty. This my bad. is bullshit. Hmm. I've heard this. I'm sorry. I'm taught. Yeah, I'm great. This is science, but I genuinely think this is bullshit because I am three years past that, and I'm fitter and stronger than I've ever been before. Hmm. I would fucking. I would smoke twenty nine year old me. Yeah, that's this is what I'm going to go on to because to be, you can't up. dispute. You can't dispute that your max heart rate goes down. This is like actual fact. No, you, my max your, your heart, heart rate's going up. Fuck no, you. It, it, all right. No, I've this, 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 this not lost like thirty percent. No, of course you've you been training because you've gained 150 percent. All I've got in my been training, isn't it? You've been training, so you've mitigated the, the decrease. All I've got in my head is Andy going in a time machine to ban out his younger self. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, back in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> but Andy, let's let's talk about your point then, Andy, because what what you've just said is a good point. So, what the next point I was going to go on to is: so why are we seeing older champions and older people breaking these endurance records? Ah. And a lot, I had a lot of quotations from these. I looked at a lot of. That anecdotal evidence, for example, is what these people are saying. And they were kind of getting down to smarter training, like we established before. They're getting smarter of older, so their training's better. Uh, they're obviously experienced, so they know how to prepare, prepare for these events better. Are and we talking well, about the elite of the well, elite here? Yeah, of course. I'm talking about the elite of the elite in this situation, yeah. Hmm. But not not the very top. So, and 
Another one they said, this was an interesting one, I forgot the guy's name, I'll try and find it and link it, but he basically said he can tolerate more pain. So as he got older, he's just learned to live with it. So when he's got to grizz out a long event, he's just like, yeah, when I was younger, I'd rap. When I'm older, yeah. I'd just grizz it out. You'll, you'll adapt. You'll adapt and you become yeah. more resilient. Well, years, of, years of training, it's a year. Exactly. That I, I so know even though he's even even though it's absolutely proven that his his VO2 max and his heart rate is decreasing, so in theoretically he should be losing his fitness because of their experience of their training, they've actually kind of mitigated it to a point where it's not really making a difference. And these other things are making so much more of a benefit, like the the experience in the events, the the pain barriers, the mental effect that they're actually managing to excel in performance than they did when they were younger. But also, even the science is telling them that they shouldn't be able to do that. In regards to, so because you've said like the elite of the elite, like top tier kind of like endurance athletes, let's say, the first thing that comes to my mind, it's probably the elephant in the room, the, the hippo trophy in the room, so to speak, and that is performance enhancing drugs possibly. Oh, well. of course. Yeah, no, you know? of course. I, I, to be fair though, I'm looking Ooh, at not lower specu- level guys, We're not mate. speculators here. Listen. This is facts only. Even, even the elderly shoot up. You know? But if we look at a lower level, mate, I've been to plenty of running events, like Army Athletics, for example, and there's the old guys there absolutely smoking the youngsters, absolutely smoking them. And you're like, how, how have you kept this up? And you've got, oh, other, yeah, yeah, you've got yeah, other yeah. old people in the army who, who, who can't even do a 400-meter a run without you Remember, know, though, half. keyword, kind of like what we said with the previous topic, and that is maintenance as well, especially with course, all these yeah. fucking old salts in the army. Um, you know, so these yeah. guys are just adapted to it day in, day out. There's no well, holiday. And they've maintained, them. haven't they? They've kept going yeah. throughout the age. And even though they've been on that decline, they've mitigated it to such a small percentage that because of their, um, how can I put it? Because of their experience in these events, they're actually mitigating to a point yeah. where they're actually doing better. Yeah. That, that, I think that mental effect is huge. That their training, there is training is changing. Like we look at the CrossFit world, isn't it? Like look at, like Fraser, he's 30 now, isn't he? And he's, he's just, He's fucking better than ever. He says he's he's never felt any better. Well, look at Fronin. Fronin's old like, now, and he said he reckons he's actually he like fitter than he's ever been. He's like 105 now, isn't he, Fronin? I'm pretty sure of it. 105? Yeah, I'm pretty sure of it. And he's just a fucking machine, you know? But look, he's even said he's changed his nutrition. He's, got, he's learned more about nutrition. His programming's got better, so he's got better. And that's just because of age and experience. And if he had that when he was younger, great. But he, no one has that when they're younger. No one has that experience and that, you know, that knowledge that they will have when they're older. And that's sometimes why I think it's mitigated to a point where you can improve, even though uh, scientifically your body is deteriorating, but because of the, the other factors that come into play, you actually could be improving to, yeah, to an extent. Factors such as PEDs. Whoa. You just no. want to talk about drugs, don't you, <laughs> you just, Are you on fucking gear, mate? There's, there's a guy. I can't do afford re- it, mate. Do, do you remember Steady State Steve from Jib? Oh, <laughs> fuck me. Yeah, you won't know him, Tom. Our, our Royal Engineer listeners will, uh, will know about this. But so this me. guy, I'm pretty sure he was sat at the table with Jesus at his last supper. <laughs> pretty sure of it. Uh, I think he's like third guy from the right. <laughs> but basically, this guy was a really good runner. Uh, he spits at you quite a lot when he's having a go at you. But he's a really good runner. And the duty rumour of, uh, of the engineers is if he stopped... He would die there and then. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, did you ever used to see him like run around? There was like these football pictures on the uh, the camp. He was uh, the sort of one of the PTs out, and you used to just see him. It was pissing out rain, and he'd be out there still, just yeah. doing laps, running for days. Just keep going. Oh, old man! Like his, his running technique was crazy as well, wasn't yeah. it? Maybe he's like a self-charging car battery. If he stops, he will run out. Saying he's mechanical eye, you don't even know the fucking bloke, and you call him a robot. <laughs> well, you know, Andy put it out there. Just saying, you know. Honestly, this guy together. generally not a robot. I've heard he just turned to dust. Just <laughs> into midair. <laughs> what's that? What's that film with Jason Statham where if he stops, he will die? Crank. 
Crank, yeah. Crank, yeah. Whereas, but you can't get too jacked up, can you? That's it? right. You can't get yeah. too jacked up, but he can't he can't let his heart rate drop a certain amount. Otherwise, yeah. he'll just like snuff it in there and then. There you go. That's your, what was his name? Steady <laughs> State Steve. Steady State Steady State Steve. <laughs> steady State Crank. Yeah, there you go. Happy days. Come on, Bill. What's going on? What's Stop looking at your phone. On? I tell you what, mate. You're fucking not in this podcast this week, are you, mate? Oh my god, I'm getting information ready, Andy. Do not question my work ethic. <laughs> <laughs> He's sweating out. My phone's crashed. I've got to get this study going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To be honest, enough. Tom, you're the one <laughs> yeah. that fucking crashes the podcast most. That's of the time. why. That's <laughs> yeah. why I've stopped quoting studies now because it's too much fucking hassle. I'd rather just like. Now, if someone says to me, Tom, where's all your citations? I'm just like, here's your fucking citation, nerd. And let's give him like a screenshot of an Instagram comment. <laughs> Speaking of studies, we'll move on to the next one. Where we'll move on to recovery. So this this one is, there's a lot of mixed research on this. And a lot of what we seem to hear is based on limited research or anecdotal uh, evidence. And this is because you, you hear it all the time. You speak to an old person, they go, oh, I just take days to get over a PT session. Oh, I'm just, after if I do a really big session, I, you know, I'm just aching for weeks and weeks afterwards. When I was younger, I'd been fine the day after. And that's just, that, as we said, that's anecdotal. We're not sure the science behind it. However, we've got we have got actual data behind it. For example, I've got a, here's a study I prepared earlier. Oh, so, here we go. Yeah, I've got this already. This, this time. is why we're so sweating. This one was, so this one was to basically look at well-trained young and master triathletes prior and following an Olympic distance triathlon. So I cut all the bulk in between. But basically, the conclusion they came to was. The overall relative exercise intensity during an Olympic distance triathlon and the fatigue 24 hours following the event seemed to be independent of age. So they found that compared to the masters and the young, both well-trained, it was independent of age, their fatigue levels. So that, that was one example. So for me, it's 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 coming down to that. It, it's, it's what your recovery routine is going to be. So for me, I, I love recovery. I'm, I... I do you know what I mean? I, I think I'm broken half the time anyway, so I'm like, oh, I've got all the gadgets and stuff like that. And so I hit up quite a lot of, um, and, it's, and it's that sort of mental, whether it works or not, I don't know, but it's putting me in a mental place where I, I generally feel better. So it's like, I've, I'm like tricking my mind or something, whatever. My mind's going, yeah, we've recovered. Now I'm going back into it. I still might be sore. I still might be achy. But in my head, I'm like, no, 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 I've done my recovery. I've done what I need to do. Let's yeah, go. that's really important, isn't it? I think especially with this study as well, we didn't really go into variables of how they recovered, but I could, I can see it now that maybe the youngsters didn't have to do much because they were just recovering quick. But the old people had that experience where they knew how to recover. Yeah. They've maintained their ability and they've made, they've learned how to recover with the yeah. age. They've, Whereas they've, hit, look, they've found what's good yeah. for them. And that's and that's why this study found it was it was sort of irrelevant how old they were because they recovered, They the fatigue was the same because they've learned how to. Where you get old people now, I keep saying old, but it feels like I'm just mugging them off, but you get the older generation who don't do as much, they don't learn how to recover as they get older. They'll just complain and say, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't do this the next day because I'm, I'm beating up from the day before when really if they learned how to recover properly and they maintained their training how they should do there shouldn't be much of an issue and to be honest do you know like when old people say like oh i did a pt session it killed me off for days i would just like to say if a young person was to work out just as hard as them they would be in the shit state that they are you know if it was yeah. if Especially you put it into new like, to it yeah do you know what i mean yeah. you put anyone in a hard workout if they do their best they're going to be in shit state for a lot of people, like at the end of the day, exercise is a prescription and everyone's going to react differently depending on the dosage. So it's like, yeah, like uh, we could prescribe something to a, an older person, say 50 plus or 60 plus. We could prescribe something to them 
and they could be absolutely fine. But then we might prescribe something to someone that's younger, but the younger person might be in shit state just because they respond differently to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's one of those things where, well, maybe there could be different reasons behind that. Maybe the young person has literally just begun training and then it's not mm. adapted to it at all. And they've been yeah, hit by the... A lot of variables there. Yeah, they've been hit by the mothership of DOMS, whereas with the older person, perhaps they've trained all their life and they're more adapted to it. Well, well, as we said, that that one guy who quoted saying he, he can tolerate more. Yeah, literally said he's adapted to it. He's adapted to getting on with these I mean, ultra marathons, whatever he's doing, yeah. triathlons, whatever. Whereas the younger person, maybe as that, you're younger, you're not getting into it as much. You know? In regards to like aches and pains and stuff as well, I think it is to do with your thought process as well. Like it will change, like your beliefs of how you're going to feel after exercise will change your perception of it. So if you think, oh my God, I'm going to be in absolute bits after this, I know it, you're going to make yourself more vulnerable and susceptible to your perception of pain afterwards. Whereas if this guy's just like, meh, you know, I'll be fine. Chances are, you know, he, he might actually be fine. But in regards to like recovery and being, let's say being on the older side of life, I think there might be some physiological reasons as the recovery might be harder. I think there might be like um, a possibility is like reduced muscle protein synthesis and stuff like that. Yeah, no, we've we've seen we've seen that. I think yeah. you quite with sarcopenia about that, didn't you? With yeah, that sarcopenia. We said yeah. you can mitigate that, but it is kind of one of those things where yeah. it just happens as you get older. It's kind of hard to. But that's one of those things where completely get rid of. It doesn't mean that you've got to like nip training the bud completely. Yeah, of course not. No, no. As I was saying about prescriptions and dosages, you just change the dosage. Maybe just lower the frequency a little bit. The worst no. thing you could do is stop training. Yeah, exactly. Maybe instead of training four days a week, you go down to three days a week. Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? I'm seeing all I'm seeing at the moment is a lot of is a like let's let's take CrossFit for instance because of the fact that that, that they are functional movers which I um, I adore they love it and I, I love uh, love training there love training it's cool these guys like like yes like we've we've just seen a big shake up and that but most of these guys are hitting into their thirties now you know yeah. And they're they're still there. They're still up they're there. They're expected to do four day competitions. Where they have to literally hit workout after workout after yeah, workout, you day know? after day after day in a short period. And this, I know, we look at we look at all we look at all this science, and it just shows that you you can kind of take it with a bit of salt, like a pinch of salt, because if you're willing to put the effort in and you're willing to keep on top of you, like your work, your you know, and you're willing to yeah, and you're willing to learn about your body. Hmm. I genuinely think that all of this you can push aside and say that's As we not said, me. You can you can mitigate it to the point where you, you can actually other factors can make it you can improve. Yeah. As we said, there is there is a clear there is a clear decline which happens. However, how bad that happens is up to you as an individual. If you want to sit on your ass and just be like, oh, "I'm getting old now, fuck it," then yeah, you're going to turn into a, a mess, a useless mess. However, if you take fucking action and decide, right, actually, I'm going to put the work in. I'm going to get out there and do the research. I need to know how much I need to do, what I need to do to maintain or even improve. Yeah. And it's doable, as we just said. There's people out there who are doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I quickly take it back before we move on. Uh, we talked about long-term recovery, so 24 hours post. I just want to mention another uh, study I found. This was short-term. So they got old trained athletes and young trained athletes. They got them on a bit of kit, I think it was, and they made them do like an intense bout of uh, exercise. And they looked at their heart rate recovery after the bout of exercise to see if there was any difference, to see if the old people took longer to recover after this bout of exercise. Um, and what they basically found was is that there was, irrespective of age, there was not really any difference. The only difference was that in the untrained subjects they had, 
that there was a difference. Obviously, if you're trained, you're going to recover quicker than if you're untrained. That was obvious. Um, and what they did finish with is these results indicate that the slower heart rate recovery previously reported in older subjects may be due to a failure in the control for variables that influence recovery heart rate. And that's crucial of any study. If, if the variables aren't controlled, then your results could be all over the place, couldn't they? If you're letting other factors come into play. And that's what they reckon that other studies that showed older people recovering slower after about yeah. intense exercise was due to variables not being controlled. At the end of the day, every study is going to have its limitations, no matter how tightly controlled it is. But that's why we try and compile all this data together to try yeah, and course, see a yeah. pattern. So, you know, that's just like, it's just one of those things really, isn't it? I mean, it? yeah, sometimes we, it might sound like we're just pulling studies all all over the place, but that's what we need to. If we just found one study and left it at that, that'd be pretty shit, wouldn't it? Because what's the it's point of that? It's called cherry picking. Of course it's called cherry picking. And we, we don't could, do we that We could have gone this here. episode and of course we don't. Absolutely not. Um, has any, anyone got anything else to say on recovery? Um, so not so much on recovery, but uh, actually, no. Do you know what? Yeah. So this, I don't know if we was actually going to go into this a little bit deeper, but we mentioned the buzzword socioeconomics earlier on. And, you know, that, play, that does play a big part in recovery at the end of the day. And I find that it's a lot easier to recover in your 20s for reasons other than physiological things. Like oh, hang on. I, I go on. I think, I think this is that we're talking about. Is this, are you going to go into like lifestyle stuff? Yeah. We'll do that at the end. We'll do that at the end. We'll do that at the end. There's a bit. Okay. We've we got to hold. We'll finish um, with that because I've got like a little story about that. I've got a little story about that. Okay. Oh, Bill, anecdotal evidence. Bill, you can't have a story. You're only 25. Yeah. No, it's not from me. It's from someone in their 30s, actually. But oh, okay. No, um, <laughs> so if we move on to the next, the next it's one. It's not me, is, is it? Is, is oh fucking no, is uh metabolism. So metabolism is another big one that comes up all the time. Oh, oh yeah. I'm getting old now. My ta- metabolism slowed down. So when I eat a carrot, I get fat, and it's like okay, right, nice one. But people no, need that to know carrots this dunked in chocolate. Stop fucking it's, doing it. Oh, oh <laughs> that is grim. Oh fucking that hell. sounds disgusting, doesn't it? But take it back to metabolism. What people need to really understand before we get into it is. This is a very slow, gradual thing that happens, and it's due—it's down to your lifestyle how how much this metabolism takes into effect. So yes, it does slow down. Uh, what the the uh, literature says is that it's about one to two percent per decade. That's really not a lot yeah. if you think about it. That's fuck That's all. very that's very slow. Fuck all. And as we said, uh, as we said earlier, bringing in that word sarcopenia again, uh, the potential loss in muscle with things like sarcopenia will also slow down metabolism because if you if you have less uh, muscle mass yeah. your metabolism will naturally your, be slower your BMR will drop your basal metabolic rate yeah of rate. course yeah so more muscle you've got the higher yeah. your BMR will be as that's, Tom just said so. that's why you see guys like the rock with like massive stacks of pancakes obviously it's to do with other reasons as to why you can eat oh, so much <clears> don't say <throat> the rock's on gear don't yeah. don't, don't bring oh, no, he's this. 100% natural <laughs> Of course he is. He's my hero. Don't he bring just, him into yeah, it. Yeah, three sets of 12. And, yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> come, he'll come in, you oh, jabroni. Yeah. And he will just fucking lay the smack Jabroni? <laughs> jabroni? Yeah. Fucking... God, yeah, mate. You never That's used to... That. Back in the day, Bill. Fucking back in mine and Andy's day. Yeah, oh, I'll tell yeah. you what. The real rock. Beating oh, up your sibling, doing a people's yeah. elbow on him in the oh, back I'm going to rock bottom you. So move, moving on for the rock, just moving to reinforce on. that sarcopenia point is that Basically, if you want to really mitigate your slowdown metabolism, because it does happen, but as we said, it's very slow. It's pretty much insignificant. But if you really do want to mitigate that and you are at a decent size in your 20s, you need to continue to work on resistance training and get yes. your protein and keep your nutrition good. Because Maintaining if you keep that muscle, muscle mass, mass yeah, which is what we were saying Maintaining the muscle maintenance. will literally reduce that metabolism. It will mitigate it to, to, to a point where it's literally negligible. Um, but you're probably thinking by how much though. So let's actually look at numbers like calorie numbers instead of just percentages. So one study I found had three groups. 
There was a group of people aged 20 to 34, 60 to 74 and 90 plus. They found that the 60 to 74 group were burning 122 calories fewer than the young group and the 90 plus were burning 422 calories fewer. However, these are raw figures. After they accounted for gender and muscle, as we just said before, the 60 to 74 was actually only 24 calories fewer and the 90 plus was only 53 fewer. So these numbers are pathetic, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're not they're tiny. Yeah, there is a, there is a slowdown in metabolism. That these numbers don't lie, but it's so small that let's be honest, if you just know if you just know as you're getting older, you've got to do a bit more exercise and maybe strip back in your diet a bit, then you should have no problems. But if you carry on do it like if you stop exercising and then carry on eating yeah. as you did, you will see a big difference um, because once again, it does come down to socioeconomic factors as well. But we'll go into that more when we get on to that point. I was like, What were you going to say, Tom? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I thought you were going to like rattle off something. Then. That's, that's the whole <laughs> fucking reason why I said we'll go into that later. <gasps> I <then>. literally <laughs> full stopped myself. Uh. <laughs> it's. Uh, like let's look away from athletes let's look away from the things like that if you're general if you're, if you're if, yeah if you're general population moving like i know people hate this move more eat less but if we if we look at what we're eating yeah and, and even even now if you if you just eat in what you are yeah and you move more you know you exercise more instead of taking the car to go 10 minutes down the shop just walk it, walk back. That's going to have such a significant impact in your life over a longer period. Yes, you may not drop the pounds instantly like you want to, but it's going to have an effect in a way that it's Long-term going to make benefits. your yeah, it's going to make your um, like way of living later on you, it, it loads better. I, I I don't see why people aren't doing this more. You know, like I, I I live an active lifestyle. You know what I mean? Um, I've got an active work, so I'm okay. But I know there's going to be a point in my time when I'm not going to be able to. Yeah, and it's all about maintenance at that point, isn't it? So we're quick, I'll quick to finish us off this section here. It, it, we're going to keep part on our maintaining muscle and activity is going to be crucial as you age in terms of metabolism. I've got a couple of papers here which kind of go into that. One of them it does show a small decline, which as we said that that is true. You do decline a little bit of metabolism. However, all it does is it just highlights the importance of activity in mitigating this. Uh, and then it also goes to talk about protein, saying you may, as you get older, want to increase your protein intake to really reduce that that muscle to loss. Mitigate muscle as loss, you get older. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, it's all about mitigating these these losses as you get older, which is of, of course doable. But if you hit forty five and onwards, barbecue every day. That's barbecue my advice. every day. Barbecue every day. I mean, financially, I wouldn't recommend it, but it's um, <laughs> a lot of food, mate. We've all seen barbecues. There's a lot of food. That's what I'm saying. Uh, we got to get... And, we, should we be vegan by then? Or we might be. You never know, mate. You never no, know. No. You never know. No. I don't know. David Attenborough's bringing out some pretty uh, bombers Netflix documentaries <laughs> soon. Everyone loves him. And he's a vegan, so... <laughs> Fucking hell, I never knew that. Well, David Not you David. Have, you must have known. Dave, Do you know why? He loves animals. He because he didn't. He didn't plaster I, it. He's not wearing them I am a vegan t-shirt. Listen, Ask me. Of course he's not. I, <laughs> he's not. I thought he was a total carnivore because of the stuff he narrates. Like, oh, did... Watched a tiger absolutely maul the fuck out of this little rabbit. I thought he was like oh, a sick fuck. Great. I thought he loved it. Yeah, I oh. thought he was picking the dead animals yeah. up and cooking them. Yeah, so I you're thought saying he... David Attenborough is a sadist. Yeah, I thought he was such a meat lover that he got like a boner when he watched like the animals kill each other. Oh, David. <laughs> oh, David. 
taking it taking us back on track again we're just going to keep spreading out of control aren't we uh yeah. finish up on the finish up on the metabolism section i found another journal here obviously these will once again all be linked in the show notes it classes bmr as so small as to be insignificant and it's all about lifestyle changes as you get older which is more crucial to mitigating metabolism losses um anyone got anything else on metabolism um no just that just that it's going to be linked to other things which we'll talk about after but yeah i mean uh yeah pretty much summed it up yeah so it does so yeah it does slow down but the numbers are very small and it's a very gradual thing so once you get 30 it doesn't just suddenly tank and you just as you said you start eating carrots dipped in chocolate and you get fat it doesn't it just doesn't simply happen uh we'll move on to the final point then which is what tom was going to talk about earlier and that's life so Putting all the science aside now, we can put all our phones away, we can get all the studies away, that's that's all done now. We'll just talk about lifestyle. As you get older, your life changes, doesn't it? It does yeah. indeed, mate. Wait till you have kids. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's a bit so There's just the reason, I'm talk, reason I really want to talk about this one was because every Friday at work we have like a little gym meeting where we just we just and we sometimes we spiral off and talk about something. And one of the guys went, Oh, I'm just getting old. And I was like, You're fucking thirty two, what do you mean you're just getting old? Like what what you what are you about? Are you talking about? Me? Was, what? No, not, not you, you fucking lose it. It's someone I work with. But um, So he said that, and then we had a bit of a back and forth. I kind of said to him, look, it's just a bit of an excuse, a shit excuse, you're saying you're old. And then he basically come back with, he just worded it wrong. What he was kind of trying to say was, is that it was his life. It's more of a he struggle now. He had more now. pressures. Yeah. He had more responsibilities at home, you know, things like kids, etc. And that's what he was kind of getting. I said, if you started of that, I'd have been on board because you just went, yeah. oh, I'm fucking, I'm, old. I'm feeling old. And so it's like, not so much, not to train. <laughs> it's not so much as a physiological reason yeah. that his age is affecting it but it's rather do with now that I'm getting old I'm getting more responsibilities etc yeah. it becomes harder to maintain this lifestyle life life workload has increased ban yeah. on exactly that exactly it you know little... be older, let's be honest you get you get a house yeah you then get kids your job you're normally improving your job you go higher in the in the, the job chain so you're going to get more pressures at work and all these yeah. things build on top of you and, you know, it becomes very difficult to maybe maintain that level of activity you had before or maybe have that control over your nutrition. When you're in your late teens or your 20s, you know, and you've got maybe like a part-time job somewhere and you're able to have this lifestyle where you can, like, go to the gym four times a week and still go out on the piss in the evening, you know, on the weekends. Whereas now, if I if I fucking have a night where I'm going to go and drink alcohol, I've got to fucking book holiday because I'm going to be fucked afterwards because <laughs> the rest of my lifestyle, it all catches up with each other. You know, when I, when I had, um, I'll tell you what, when I had my first child, I was able to put my son in the pram and I could go for a five-mile walk with him in the pram and boom, my TDE, my total daily energy uh, expenditure. So my metabolism would be really high. Just because I could put my son in the pram and take him for a long old walk, give him back to his mum, and I can maybe go to the gym for an hour. But then as my son, son got older and he didn't want to go in his pram, and suddenly I can't do a five-mile walk, but I've still got to look after him, so that means I can't go out and get my activity in. You know, it becomes a lot harder. So people say, oh, it's all excuses. You've got to understand there's a difference between excuses and reasons. Usually, if someone's making an excuse, they're actively looking for a reason not to do something. Whereas a reason is like, no, no, I want to do it, but it is a reason why I'm struggling with it at the moment. And sometimes it's not even a case of, oh, I, I simply cannot fit in a time frame to do something. It's sometimes so much stuff in regards to socioeconomics or our lifestyle. What was it you said, Andy? Our, our load? Uh, our, uh, life workload. It's our work life. Fucking hell, can't life say workload. Life, life workload. <laughs> Our life workload gets so much 
that afterwards we're just not mentally capable of thinking, Jesus Christ, I've got to go put effort into lifting something heavy now. Do you know what I mean? And and you've got to look at some people, like, again, athletes aside, and, and we're looking at just normal day-to-day people, lifting a weight up and down might not be the most important thing for them to do. Yeah. Be honest. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I and, think you and, said, let's not look at athletes, Andy, but even if you look at athletes, look at Rich Froden. He stopped doing his individual career to do team because he did, he wanted, he, he had to prioritize his kids. He was like, I haven't got time to train as an individual anymore. So he, he just mitigated. He obviously still competes at a high level, but he's basically pulled back a bit. Cause he's like, I couldn't spend time with kids anymore. And I wanted to, so yeah. he had to, he had to lower his expectations of performance uh, in a big competition because of his, his lifestyle. So I have two, so I've got two kids and, I train from like half, like six half six in the morning till I go to work. Then I go to work all day and I try and cut away at like four. So I'm like, you just want to get home, didn't you? Because I don't, I don't want to be. And I've always said this. I didn't want it because my because my gym time is about two two and a half hours at the moment, and I don't want to be going. Okay, cool. Put the kids to bed because I don't want to miss out every single night on either being with my family or, or coming home to my family, sorting them out and then not having any time with the wife because because I'm, yeah, going to the gym from like seven till nine. It could be very fatiguing, can't it? That, could, that can impact your recovery hugely. I mean, it's, we haven't even spoke about like kids just sleep in general with kids. I mean, obviously I haven't got kids so I don't understand really, but you two, I'm sure you can agree if it's hard to get a full night's sleep, especially in the early oh, years. Oh God, so you talk about recovery once again. Yeah. You know, well, what did it's... I... What did I text you the other night, the other morning, Bill? Yeah, you were like, you were like, fucking kids. I was like, Andy, mate, why did you send me a message like two in the morning? So, fucking kid, what's up? Listen, like, fucking kids woke me up. My my uh, my youngest at the moment is teething really bad, Ooh. and I, I'll be honest with you, I've just not trained this week because I've just not been mentally or energy. I've not been mentally prepared to do it or energized because I've been living off two hours sleep every night. You know, sometimes I fucking wake up and think, Jesus Christ, why did I have to wake up? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, this is what people need to understand because you get a lot of people out there who will be listening. I know, I know for a fact that we'd be listening to saying, "Oh, but if you want to do something, you'll always find a way. You'll always find time to do it." And it's like, well, yeah, you can say that, but then you've got to look at your you having a good quality of life. What is a good quality of life of forcing yourself to train when you're feeling like shit? Your head's not in the right space. You've had two hours sleep. You're not. You're, you're not, not going to. You've got to go back games. to screaming kids. Yeah, you're not. Of course, you're not because you're going to go into the gym, do one bicep curl, feel fucking exactly. shit, exactly, and it's going to be a waste of time. Don't get me wrong. It could feel great getting a workout and having that stress relief, but sometimes your your headspace is just not in it. Sometimes after a really shit day at work which plays into socioeconomics, sometimes a shit day with uh, even with the kids or with the family, your local environment in general, if you live in a high crime area, if you've just been fucking mugged after work, sometimes the last thing you want to do is go to the gym. Do you know what I mean? I actually have a sort of set routine when it comes to like leaving for the gym. So if I'm doing a Saturday morning or something, me and my missus, I can't leave on a bad note out of the house because it will just ruin my session. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. genuinely, this is how no, weird I, it is. I completely so if, get it. So if I, I leave work it. and I've like someone's fucking screamed and shouted or there's been a problem, my head's not there to train as well as I want to. And then I'm like, well, and there, there were some people are saying like, oh, you just need to get it in sometimes. Well, I'm like, no, no, I don't, I don't think to get to get an optimal outcome or like a fucking good outcome, I need to, I need to be in the right frame of mind. There's no point going into gym and being like. Meh. Do you know what? I want to enjoy my exercise. I want to enjoy my exercise. I don't want to feel like it's a chore because I have to do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it's not about, oh, just getting it in. It's like, no, 
you know, I want to, I want to be able to actually enjoy my session. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, let's be let's be honest as well. Like we're all we all obviously. I mean, we exercise because we know the health benefits. We enjoy it, but at the end of the day, we're not we're not top level athletes. We're doing it because we enjoy it. We enjoy the training. We enjoy the you know the you know some of the, the lower level competitions, yeah. so to say. And we know the health benefits are there. So if we're not enjoying it, what's the fucking point? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's not like it's our full time job to be a top level athlete. If I don't want to go to the gym one day because I'm just not in the fucking right space, I'm not going to go to the fucking gym. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, and, that, and that, that's yeah, the same. It? That's the same with lifestyle stuff. You know, it's yeah, the, as yeah. you get as you get older, there's more reasons not to go, and that's where it gets really difficult to motivate yourself. But another thing in regards to when we talk about the elderly population, there is still that kind of like stigma as well. Uh, not only that, but it could be one of those things where, say, in your, if you're in your twenties, it's very easy to find a gym crew to go to the gym with. Yeah, and you feel part of it, but as an elderly person, let's let's say 60s, 70s, don't get me wrong, it is popular to see the elderly in the gym. It's very popular, yeah. especially in the oh, changing walking, rooms, walking clubs as well, mate. You've not seen like walking clubs and that. Oh, yeah. changing rooms, fuck me, we've been through yeah. that. We, we've already spoken about changing rooms, haven't we, Andy? <laughs> oh yeah, one but, leg I mean, up. But even then, Joe, that's an example. That's an example. There's always that one guy, but it's always just one guy. It's never. It's very rare to see a group of them. You know, and it could be one of those things where they could feel that social stigmatization of, you know, I'm the only old guy in the gym here. So it could be that they could not feel that motivation to be there. It could be hard to find like minded people of that age to go with. Don't get me wrong, you do see them, and it is nice to see that when you see like a. And usually it's like. It's quite old, intimidating. I, I yeah. think it's quite intimidating yeah. for some of them because. Do you know what's a that- good point? Go on. So, you know, when we spoke about this, uh, of course, the pet peeves on about, you know, when people said, oh, back in my day. Think about that. If you're an old bloke and you're going to a gym where you used to train when you were younger and you used to be one of the top guys in there, yeah. now you're going in there as one of the bottom. How how bad is that in your head? How do you feel yeah. going into a gym, watching blokes do something you used to be able to do, but you can't do it anymore? That's going to yeah. put you off, isn't it? Is that, do you know what as well? I've, even though I think... Do you know what? If we go back to that, actually, that's quite a good point because at the time we was thinking, oh, they're just trying to fucking show off. But in a way, now that I think about it in hindsight, maybe, and it's quite fucking sad actually, but maybe it's their way of trying to sound relatable. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm not, well, I'm not dead yet. Yeah, that is really fucking sad, and now I've really it's quite, it's depressed quite, yeah, myself. For fuck's Tom, give sake. us a conspiracy theory before everyone starts oh, crying. Go. God, <laughs> um, technically, we all die after thirty, but the simulation keeps running. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a meta-analysis by Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, for me overall, look, if you like, look, did we talk about athletes and that? But none of us, none of us are like athletes in in a sense. Like, you know I mean, some train for for a purpose and great and all that. But there are no downsides to going out and doing a bit more. No, of course not. Yeah, it's, definitely yeah. not. Uh, if you see a chat shit get fit T shirt. In the gym, busting out some fucking weird stuff or some isolation work, you can have the uh, you can the promise from me. You can you can speak to any one of them and they will work out with you. Yes, straight up, because they're like-minded. Hopefully, yeah. and yeah. when I'm when I'm seventy-five and I, I get back into the gym because maybe I haven't been doing it or something like that. I I would want I would want to walk into the gym and a youngster take me and say this is what we're doing, you know. Yeah. I would want that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, we, yeah, we need to we need to make it inclusive. I feel we've just explained how important it is as you get older to keep active and keep you know, maintaining this muscle. And I feel like if we we need to make it as you know not as we need to make it as convenient as possible, make it as safe as possible. Because I feel like the worst thing we could do is we don't want to put people off. No, inclusive as well. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I, I want to see gyms rammed full of yeah. the older generation. You know, they've yeah. earned the right to be there. Yeah. And they've yeah. got they've earned the right to to stay here as long as possible. You know? Exactly. Like yeah. my dad, my dad's 70s, fucked. He's absolutely fucked, my dad. Um his knees are shot. Do you know what I mean? He's a typical army guy, 24, 28 years in whatever he did, 26, 27, whatever. He's fucked. Do you know what I mean? Old school, I'll just put it all on my back and I'll walk wherever you need me yeah. to walk. That sort of old yeah. guy. And uh, yeah, he's shot to bits now and we're doing a little, I'm, I'm starting to get him involved in a little bit, like getting him up, getting him down, yeah. that sort of stuff. And uh, and I just don't want to, I just don't want to see him to be a point where he's just sat in a fucking chair all day and he's just like, yeah, this is me. And that's why I think this episode is probably one of our most important episodes because it, just, it, yeah. it promotes it. We need to, we're trying to basically say how important it is that you go out and educate yourself <coughs> on as you get older. What should I be doing? How should I be recovering? What should yeah. I be eating? And that, that's so important for longevity and, you know. I tell you, I've got a really good way to kind of end this on a high point after us all going all depressive. But just to show you how this was something I've, it's a study I, I saw recently. Well, actually, I heard it first from some physiotherapists that I followed. And to be honest with you, the results really surprised me. And it goes to show you just how resilient you can be at an older age. So, what do we think when we think about the older population doing plyometrics? Now, I would think, nah, fuck that, high impact yeah, it sounds that a bit age. Seeing old sounds dodgy. doing fucking stutter jumps. actually, the evidence I looked at, let me find you the conclusion for this, and it really, really, really surprised me. So basically, what they did was they had um, like an elderly group doing plyometrics on this weird, admittedly it wasn't on like a hard surface machine. It's, it's so weird. It looks like a leg press, but it's on like a trampoline. So it's like a seated leg press, but instead of it being like a hard surface, it's on like a trampoline, and they just had them fucking bouncing up and down. But it wasn't like a super soft surface. It had like a bit of give to it. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like a springboard then. Yeah, like a springboard. And it has here, the current study showed that plyometric exercise is an effective tool in counteracting the morphological and functional effects of sarcopenia in human muscle in a training period of only six weeks. And that... I mean, that really surprised me because that would have been like yeah, a no-go for me. Plyometrics and the elderly, no way. But actually, you know, it goes to show it's fucking resilient. And it kind of showed as well that, um, I mean, when I can add that to other studies, even getting the elderly to do HIIT training, high-intensity yeah. training, is actually really effective. Let's put this in context. Just imagine, for everyone right now, just imagine an elderly person, you know, whether that's someone, a relative, whatever. Imagine them now standing on their tiptoes, bouncing up and down, like just jumping yeah. up and down on their toes. Imagine how weird that would look and how uncomfortable you'd feel them doing that. Well, this study just showed how good it is. I tell you what, that's like the end of China Chocolate Factory. When that decrepit old fucker finds yeah, he out, gets like, up, yeah. he owns the factory. You know, he's been on the dole all these years. Suddenly, he finds out Charlie's got the factory, and suddenly he's got a bit of life in his toes, and he jumps out the bed. Yeah, yeah, it's you know. <laughs> it, I don't think that's very relevant. I think that was for a completely different reason. No, it is relevant. Fucking dodgy, that isn't it? Benefit <laughs> fraud. <laughs> he made that family graph for fucking years, you know, fingers to the bone, and it turned out he was dossing under the covers the whole time. <laughs> but we look at we've got to, we've got to put this in a context that we we can all like understand here. We're not looking at um, a high intensity session that, that that you would do. Remember, this is for for an older generation. Uh, it might be sitting up, standing up. It might be doing like fifteen reps in a minute you know something would be like what that's easy or even less than that it might be a case of doing four or five but we adjust enough that they're yeah it's just yeah. yeah it's just enough for their heart rate to get jacked and it's in a controlled mark like there was there was six tips 
for old gener- uh, for older people to go to the gym and I absolutely loved it. So it was like, take your time, like take like, genuinely take your time to get back into it because you're, you're not where, especially guys that have been in the gym, not in the gym and then they're going back to it. They're, they, they're not in the same place. And then, and then it was like, speak to a trainer. And I think that's probably one of the best things you should do. You should definitely get like a gym buddy. Yeah, you're paying for it, but a good gym trainer will, will work you hard, you know. And I, I will, uh, everyone go see Tom. He, 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 he doesn't need the money, but I'd like to see him really busy. I think it'd be funny. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. adding on to those socio-economic issues here (laughs) if you if you socio-economic issue me i'm gonna socio-economic issue you right back andy (laughs) (laughs) honestly do it do it hammer him yeah yeah on that bombshell lads i think we'll uh, we'll leave it there yes be the pleasure as always lads i enjoyed that pleasure see you next time guys as always thanks for listening just want to clear up some misinformation Big David Attenborough is not strictly a vegan. However, he is more plant-based due to his concerns over things like meat consumption on the environment. We really hope that episode is going to help you going forward. Once you hit the older years, it doesn't have to be doom and gloom, but it does require you to take some action and make the effort. We spoke about barriers that prevent said action. However, we'd really recommend you try your best as the benefits long-term are really important. If you're perhaps getting on the older side, maybe not 90s, but you need a bit of help and or motivation with your exercise, then we can always help. We've got a program called Primal Life. It's designed to be scaled to anyone's ability. The majority of the workouts are pretty short and it can be done at home or in the gym. We've essentially tried to remove as many barriers as possible to live in an active and healthier lifestyle. Of course, you'll also be able to join our Facebook group as well where we can uh, chat some shit. Uh, And all of this can be found at trainprimal.co. We will see you next week, same time, Same place for a brand new episode. See you soon.